no, no. She's not really dead if we find a way to remember her. That's it. That's the line <laughs> that destroyed my life. The Rosses have started up a foundation, Jerry, and I have to sit on the board of directors. Hey, board of directors, look at you. Yeah, look at me. I was free and clear. I was living the dream. I was stripped of the waist, eating a block of cheese the size of a car battery. Before we go any further, I'd just like to point out how disturbing it is that you equate eating a block of cheese with some sort of bachelor paradise. Don't you see? I'm back in. All because of Rampa Khan? Yes! Well, it was the best of those movies. <laughs> Episode 203. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in ten. I'll be there in ten. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have thirty minutes to move your car. Your car. You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Hey, we're better than Wolverine. The best there is. A lot better. Okay, I need answers. Mm-hmm. I went to the website, to hhwlod.com. Right. What happened? It's changed. It's awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. It's so awesome. Well, I could, it doesn't even need awesome sauce. It's the awesomeest. Let's ask uh, the guy on the phone. Russell. Yo. What well, happened? What happened? Who's well, this? First, it sounds like Frank hasn't caught up on his emails from like the last 17 days uh yeah there's he, only, he freely there's, admits that there's only 500 he hasn't uh is that and he, it sounds like he didn't pay attention last episode oh Wait, what happened yeah, last episode? He, he was bluffing most what of it I, I could tell uh, dennis Pooh's wife was here oh yeah that's right and then we um talked about narnia i can <laughs> understand why you would why you would uh i know we did go on with narnia didn't out. i'd like to apologize for that uh, let me read what a some horrible uh, waste of a half hour let me read some forum comments Oh jeez, I just see. I just kind of assume that there are never any comments, so I, you know, I can feel better about myself. Okay, here we go. Um, Green skeleton two mm-hmm. writes, "What a waste of a half hour." He says, "Bill, ah, sorry." And then uh, Ken says, "Quote: Let's do Narnia. That won't take too long." <laughs> and he says, "I laughed out loud at that one." Oh yeah, like like you cats don't know any better by now. So I asked Mike to to elaborate, and he says, "Well, I was looking forward to some Tron talk, and while Bill had a heartfelt review of Narnia, every deviation and elaboration of his opinion felt like a shovel of dirt burying all hope of talking about Tron." As I watched the time of the podcast tick by, I kept thinking, "Brad or Frank is going to step in any minute now." Just oh, well, wait. Any, well, we all know that it's Frank's job to uh, drive the bus, so I'm, I don't take any responsibility for this. And I am setting Some, a, sometimes I'm, I, I and, and I do. I want to tell you oh, right French now. Fries. I know I'm setting a horrible example for my kids. Okay. Thank you, Professor. I know that it's it's always better to take responsibility for your own actions, and so I'd I'd like to apologize for burying the uh, the, the second real episode of uh, the new year. 
I'm going to no. start setting a timer on my phone whenever it's your turn to I talk about something. I don't need a timer. I'm going to put a five-minute time limit on that. I don't need a timer. Want to talk about Narnia? Great. You okay. have five minutes. I, got, I told you I only needed 90 <laughs> seconds. Oh, it's hot. But I was lying, apparently. No, it was hot. French fry hot. French fries are hot. All right, so, Russell, you and Ken obviously were the main guys who worked on this. It looks fantastic. I mean, it's, I'm looking at it right now. It's beautiful. We're back to the website again, aren't we? Yes. It's fun. See, I'm trying to. It's tr- sexy. I'm trying the to. The thing throw- is sexy. It is. I mean, it's, you know, half it's hour slick. wasted is. It is looks not professional. For for being sexy, and I'll be, you know, I'm upfront with that. Oh, yeah, well, I'm well, fine with that. But I this mean, website, uh huh, sexy, hhwlod dot com. It's more than sexy. It's mexy. Nah, that's more sexy. Nice. Oh, I just made that maxi. Up. That's pretty good. Sexy Mexi, like uh, you and Ken, Eva Longoria or something. I mean, a lot of us contributed, yes, but you and Ken really built the the skeleton and the tendons and the ligaments and yeah. the muscles and the skin, and the rest of us just kind of put on makeup and combed its hair. He, um, That's a good point. Yeah, you're, Ken arrested the coating. We we petted it and said, "You're so pretty. You're so pretty." You're understating uh, your contributions for sure. Well, that that feels much better because that was a total bluff. We were really hoping it looks to say awesome. That. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was it was a fast paced couple of weeks, um, and we had to pull a lot together to get it to launch on a date that we kind of agreed agreed to, and um, it it pulled together really nice. I mean, we're not we're not done. Uh, there's still a few things that we're looking to do, and uh, I think as time goes by, there'll be a couple more announcements about things going on, and uh, so just stay tuned because you never know what you might find when you go back to the site. Um, the professor made an interesting comment mm-hmm. earlier. Ooh. Yeah, she did. Tell him, tell him what he what uh, she said. The, pro- the professor, and this is just her first, this was her first encounter with it. She she was a little, she had a little trouble navigating it. She said it seemed like it took a few more clicks to to listen to a show than it did on the other website. Ooh, but this is a growing experience, like anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, well, one of the things. Perfectly understandable. One of the things that we added um, is that slider, the slideshow, to to the very front, which it, will take you directly to the yeah. It'll take you directly to the most recent show. So that kind of um, offset our need to have every show posted on the front page. Indeed. And one of the things that we had with that was when when it was laid out that way, things had to be very rigid. So when we all posted a show, it had to fit in a specific format and a specific size. So when something went off the 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 top of the site where it was wide, you know, the full width to the two columns with, you know, especially with the left and the right navigation um, that we had, it um, if it wasn't done just right, then it, it messed up the whole flow and then we had to fix it. Uh, one of the reasons for doing it this way is it gives us a lot more flexibility to not just post a show and just have a little blurb and a, and a link to play um, the episode or download it directly. It allows us to um, embellish the articles, maybe throw some photos in. If there's something we're talking about specifically that we want to accentuate that doesn't come across well um, from audio, we can we can do it visually. So again, Super duper. That's nice. couldn't have said that we, better. You know, having each page have its own identity was something we didn't have before. So each show now has its own page, which um, we've copied over all the subscribe links. So it still makes it easy for people to, to subscribe or download or get it. Um, and, and it allows each show to kind of have its own message 
uh, with it that way. So it's a little getting used to, but um, but we definitely like it because it, it, the, the the approach is is more like a portal. Um, and you you'll hear a lot of things talked about like Web 2.0 and and things like that. But really, the the migration of the web has gone from you know being a page with um, a bunch of links and a bunch of information just all plastered at you to being a portal to get to the information that you want. Um, and and if you want to focus in, like if you're if you're a fan of Half Hour Wasted, you can you can go to hhwled.com slash hhw and it'll just take you, you could bookmark that page. It'll take you right to that page. Um, there's no more cryptic URLs when you when you navigate around. Same thing with, with all the pages. Um, so so a lot more flexible. Well, it looks fantastic and it, it almost looks alive, you know? Like yeah. it's just, yeah. in fact, I think it is alive and I had a suspicion. So I I left my computer on and then I walked out of the room. And wait, wait, I, you smell that? I smell a bit. Keep going. Oh, and then I, then I, <coughs> you I ruined it? your flow, didn't I? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so I thought it's really a lie. It's become self-aware, right? So mm-hmm. I left the room and then I tiptoed back in quietly so it couldn't hear me. And I, I heard it talking. And this is what it was saying. Mm-hmm. I look good. <laughs> I mean, really good. <laughs> hey, everyone. Come and see how good I look. Okay, it was a long way to go for a, a little quote unquote joke, but and I ruined the flow. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it does look good. It's awesome. And uh, do you know the 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 new Twitter account for the network right off the top of your head, Russ? It's, I believe, um, it's at hhwlod underscore network. Network. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and what happens is when we post a new show, it automatically gets tweeted to that account. Yes. So yes, that is that is the Twitter hhwlod underscore network. Um, every show that we post, the minute we post it, gets automatically um, tweeted. Yeah. So sign up for that Twitter, and uh, and you'll never miss a show. That's right. right. Yeah. It's awesome. So go to at hhwlod underscore uh, network and like us. Zoe we just walked us. in. All right. We uh, um. I had one more yes, question just yes. for um, for Russ, and maybe you can answer for Ken too. Is was, what's your coding background, Russ? I mean, how, I mean, um, I'm just kind of curious about that. It's, I, I mean, from a professional standpoint, I let me back up. How much started, do you make a year? Yeah, not as much as I used to. <laughs> um, when I first started college, I went to the University of Houston and uh, was a computer science major and. After a couple years, I found out very quickly that coding, pure coding, was not my strong suit, and uh, and and then it kind of went from there. Um, but I like to tinker. I'm really good with software, and I've spent the last 15 years working in software, um, doing everything pretty much but coding. So a okay. lot of support, a lot of development, a lot of quality assurance, um, and and that's what's great about using Joomla is, and that's kind of our backbone. It's very module based. Um, and, and it gives you the framework to do what you want to do. And, and I, I can tinker really well, so I can't um, start with a blank sheet of paper and, and write a bunch of code, but I'm pretty darn good, and Ken's the same way. We're kind of both in the same boat. boat. We're more technically minded um, from a software-hardware perspective, um, but we tinker really well. So if we have a basis for something, we can tell, usually figure out how to make it work the way we want it to as opposed to the way it's working. Um, and that's helped us a lot because um, it's not very out of the box, um, 
and and we've had to tinker a lot to get things to be to look and feel just the way it, that it does. And and yeah! um, just for our listeners, what's Joomla? Joomla is a content management, a web-based content management system. Um, so it, it again, it's just a framework for you to deliver content of all types and, and sizes and shapes and colors. Um, it's it's extremely flexible and extremely customizable. There's several. Um, you may have heard of what WordPress or Drupal. There's Joomla. There's .NET Nuke. There's several um, flavors of that out on the net, and it just depends on what you're comfortable with um, and what you've worked with in the past. And uh, previous company I worked at used Joomla and built a pretty cool site with it, and it integrates well into a lot of different things. Um, and so Ken and I, when we first started the Dudes, um, I mentioned it to him, and he kind of do- delve dove into it and and um, built a site with for Tool to grow up, and then I kind of did. Um, worked on the first Legion of Dudes site, and so ever since then we've kind of been going back and forth with each other on um, how to make it better, and and it kind of culminated in what you see now. Okay, cool. One last question: uh, the Daredevil podcast that y'all were doing, Speak of the Devil, is that officially DOA? Um, I wouldn't call it DOA. I think John and I have talked about it, and a lot of it is just time right. and and change of focus. We, we still plan on putting out episodes here and there. Okay. Um, what we'll probably do that, that show is not a part of the official network. Um, but you could still get to all the shows. And I think from time to time, what we'll do is probably dual post. We'll probably uh, make it a Legion dude show and then, and then simulcast it on the speak of the devil for those folks that still have subscribed. But, um, I think, I think it's, it's definitely gonna, gonna be dwindling. Um, but who knows? I mean, once, you know, once we kind of get things going, with our slate of shows now and we have a little more time um we may gear it back up and then one other thing i just remembered we mentioned it i mentioned it briefly in the last episode that i was privy to something you guys weren't privy about Mm -hmm. obviously everybody knows now that the pkd media black box uh podcast is now officially part of the hhw lod network so you can get that show there sean Pryor brought his show over to our network we've got more things brewing with pkd media and sean Pryor. So um, Sean Pryor's show is not on the main feed, the combo feed that, that gives you all of our shows, because he can't get Donnie Salvo to stop cursing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> he's not on the family-friendly combo feed. Mm-hmm. It has its own feed, but we're cool with that. Yeah. And they're cool with that. <laughs> all right. So I didn't like know that, that was show, why. And you want to you know, get all your podcasts in one place, you can, you can subscribe to our combo feed. That's awesome. All right, so now I'll teach you to trust a stand-up comic. Yeah, the um, the meat of the program. What we wanted to talk about today is Age of X and Flashpoint. Yeah, the two the two comic book events that are happening today. That's one reason why we have Russ on the phone. Russ, let's kind of dive into Age of X. And Tony says we have thirty two minutes, and we're sticking to this, Russ. And we're going to keep the Flashpoint <laughs> talk. The Flashpoint. There's might, not much to might say. Might not take more than five minutes. That, that's good because I'm kind of uh, on a time constraint as well. So this will this okay. Work. Good. So, <laughs> what is Age of X and when does it start? Um, it starts in in January 26th. There'll be the first issue. It's Age of, Age of X Alpha, and it's written by Mike Carey, who is currently writing X Men Legacy. So did you say the 26th? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, it, it's there's still a lot of mystery behind it. Nobody really knows exactly. It, it's it's an alternate future story. Um, it's going to start off with Age of, Al- Age of X Alpha, and then it's going to continue in X-Men Legacy 245 to 247, and then New Mutants 22 to 24. So it'll be seven issues total, um, and it'll last three months. So it'll be February, March, April um, that, that it'll be out. 
Interesting. And it, it's, I look at it as kind of the anti-Age of Apocalypse, if, if you guys ever read or are familiar with the Age of Apocalypse storyline from uh, 95. Uh, just briefly it's, give us a it, synopsis of that. It, in, in a nutshell, it's basically Professor X was killed back when him and Magneto were still on good terms before the X-Men were even a thought in anybody's eye. Um, Professor X was still walking and he hadn't lost the use of his legs. Um, and he was killed... Um, actually, somebody went back in time to um, to kill Magneto, and it was actually Professor Xavier's son. And there's a whole backstory with that. But the the short is, um, he David Haller goes back in time to eliminate Magneto and make the world a better place. And and if Professor X didn't have to deal with all that, he would have had more time for his son and more time for other things. So X jumps in the way um, as the killing blow is delivered. So instead of Magneto being killed, Xavier's killed. Um, simultaneous to this, a bunch of the X-Men go back um, in time as well to stop um, Legion, was the, the villain's name, from, from doing this. Um, so while all this is going on, Apocalypse behind the scenes sees all this mutant activity and all this stuff going on and decides um, it's time for him to make his mark. And because they're, this is before the Fantastic Four, before the X-Men, before the Avengers, before mm -hmm. Spider-Man, before all of that, um, he pretty much is, is given free reign to take over the entire, the entire world and um, usher in his age and controlling everything. And so everything is, is different. Um, and when they did that, they actually canceled all of the books, renamed them all, starting with – and they basically became four-issue miniseries for, for, for those months and – so it was like seven or eight eight books, um, and then there was a book, and there was an alpha, and there was an omega, um, to to kind of bookend things, and then of course it all went back to normal. In Age of X, the best I can I can make out of it is I don't know what the catalyst is. Um, they haven't they haven't identified that yet. But what what happens is is he, something happens, and humans basically decide, okay, enough, no more mutants. It's time to. Um, to usher in a new age, and mutants are rounded up and either killed or or um, or gathered up. And so the story is kind of like the last ditch effort of a small band of mutants to kind of reassert themselves and and be able to survive. So there's a lot of characters that um, will be dead. There's a lot of characters that will be changed. They'll look a lot different. Um, you know, just to, if you go to CBR ComicBookResources.com and just type in Age of X and do a search. You, there's a lot of teaser image and a lot of promo stuff, and Mike Carey's been doing a lot of interviews to talk about it. Um, one of the, one of the big uh, catalysts to, to things kind of going south for mutants is uh, Dark Phoenix uh, manifests herself uh, at some time in the past and obliterates the city of Albany, New York. I mean, literally incinerates it and everyone within it. It um, um the, uh, along those same lines, you know, I'm I'm getting a little bit of a um. House of M feel with Deja it vu. in that it's it feels like an alternate un I mean it is an alternate universe yeah it definitely is but uh, you know it is this kind of the same thing uh, just a just, just a different tomb you know I mean it, it it's an alternate universe how is it is it really going to well, affect this, anything this does say um, there, there, say. there is going to be some kind of tie-in somehow um, I read an interview with Mike Carey uh, where he says that there is a, quote, very good reason why the Age of X is structured in the ongoing X books, as opposed to being an Elseworlds title or an Ultimate or whatever. He said it's set up as, quote, a mystery thriller, unquote, that will explain why it relates to the 616 world. And he said we're revealing it backwards, adding that the end would reveal why it was done this way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. 
you know, with Age of, even with Age of Apocalypse, there was stuff that came into to the 616 proper after the fact. I mean, X-Man was the um, Age of Apocalypse variant of Cable, and he actually came across. There was the Dark Beast that came across. There were several characters that actually came across and caused havoc for a long period of time. And I, I'm assuming, um, just like there were repercussions with House of M, I mean, Wolverine retained his memories after House of M. I imagine the same thing's going to happen with Age of X. We'll, we'll see some repercussions. I mean... Um, it's funny some of the promo images. Um, one of the one of the major events is Hank McCoy in his beast form is beaten to death. Um, these new uh, Sentinel type uh, robots uh, kill uh, the Scarlet Witch. Um, Reed Richards harbors a mutant, and uh, the mutant accidentally harms Franklin Richards, and so Sue Storm rats him out, and the rest of the Fantastic Four are arrested and taken into custody. Um, and Sue Storm actually just, um, joins what they call the Avengers, which is um, kind of a variant version, almost like an Ultimates version of Captain America with an energy shield. Yeah, um, it, it, I'm looking at the promo yeah. art right now, and it's really cool. Yeah, and Ghost Rider, there's a funky version of the Hulk where he's got kind of these yellow-orange veiny things across the front. Iron Man looks the same, and then we've got Sue Storm, and then there's a crazy-looking... Um, Spider-Woman, almost kind of like a combination of Spider-Woman and Black Widow. So it, it, there, there's a lot going on, for sure. Yeah, I have to admit, um, the more I've kind of dug into this, and there's not a whole lot to pull out, but um, it, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stinking interested in this. Uh, um, yeah, I was always an a Uncanny X-Men kid, and I was not in comics during the Age of Apocalypse thing. I've I've seen that sucker, you know, at half price books, and it's like, oh, maybe I'll pick this up. Oh, okay, because it's like a thirty dollar paperback. It's so thick, and then you realize that oh no, this is like volume one of two. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? How I mean, how many issues was Age of Apocalypse? I mean, it must have been you know twenty or thirty at least. Would you well, say? It was, yeah, 20, It was like seven. I guess seven or eight thirty, monthlies. huh? Yeah, it was like seven or eight monthlies, all four issues each, and, and then, then you had a, Alpha the and Omega, end. huh? And then there was actually a, a Nation X two two part, which was both oversized, Jeez. which kind of told what was going on with the rest of the Marvel universe. Well, we're up um, to thirty two comics right there. Yeah. And then they've yeah. done they did a follow up, like in the tenth anniversary, I guess in oh five, they did okay. like a follow up mini that that kind of told some tales of the Age of Apocalypse and stuff. And they've done a couple one shots here and there. So I just, that's one thing I don't get about Marvel is why they do stuff like that. Because they will occasionally go back and touch, you know, a page which they turned literally years and years and years ago. I've just never really kind of understood that. It's like, a, you know, it's like, why are you giving me a prequel or, you know, hidden stories, you know, five, ten years after the fact? It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah I'm milking the cow. I yeah. guess so. I mean, they, they don't have enough titles, apparently. <laughs> I'm yeah. holding the Marvel previews for March right now. And it looks like chapters three and four are being published in March. That's yep. uh, X-Men Legacy 246 and New Mutants 23. There's also something called Age of X Universe 1 of 2. Yeah, see, that's... Um, so that... this will be... Yeah, this will be like an analog to what they did with Universe X during Age of Apocalypse. There's a lot of uh, parallels. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like an Age of X Omega as like the eighth chapter um, by the time it's all said and done, to be honest with you. You yes. know, w with the title like Age of X, that leads you to believe that it's, um, that it means like it's like the uh, the mutants' time to rule Earth. Like they will somehow become, you know, just taking that, that title at face value, Age of X, it is their time. You know, will 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 humans? Well, what do they call them? 
hu- subhumans. What did what did Magneto call humans? Mm. Um, or am I, or am I just thinking of mutants or uh, superior humans? Or yeah, well, they call them uh, mutants, Homo superior. Yeah. Homo superior. Yeah, I mean, is this just Homo superior's time to just just rise and shine and take over? Mm, I, I think it's it's there's a turning point that causes them to say, look, we're going to get wiped out if we don't do something. And so this is kind of like them, their last stand and their band together to, to reassert themselves. Um, but it, it's hard to say. I mean, there's, you know, um, as much as information as they're given out about a lot of backstory and a lot of past events, um, they haven't really, like I said, I, I haven't really heard what the catalyst is to, to move them to this point. Like when they did Age of Apocalypse, it was real easy to see what the starting point was you know they did this thing called legion quest which which was the 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 crossover right before that and it it very much kicked off um age of apocalypse i don't see them doing the same thing with age of x like in legacy and in new mutants there's nothing really going on that would lead you to believe that they have anything to do with these events um now are we wells is leaving new mutants which is kind of the catalyst for carrie to, to 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 use two books to tell his tale as opposed to just one well, okay. is it is is it maybe they're just they've got all these different X books and they're just using them to to tell a story regardless of what the last month's story was in New Mutants or what it yeah. would, you know kind of like they did with um oh gosh uh, I can't remember the Bring name it. of the come strong to the rack I can't remember the name of the mutant kind of like kind of like House of M I mean House of M was very similar I mean it just it was its own separate event and. You know, it it had origins to it, but but it it wasn't. It's was uh, either early in 2010 or 2009. There was a X Men crossover. Utopia. No, there was something else, and I was reading Peter David. Second coming. Yes, yeah, second coming. I was reading Peter okay. David's X Factor at the time, but you know, I wasn't reading anything else. And then all of a sudden, I've get like parts three and five. Oh no. Three and seven of <laughs> this that. other thing, and I'm like, this is dumb. So, you know, I, yeah. I feel for people who don't read. Each and every X Men well, book. It's been tough for me because I've um, I've been uh, back into the Uncanny X Men since issue five hundred. Um, I mean, you know, the writing has been fantastic, and you know, Greg Land's art. You know, I I would I'd read a catalog if Greg Land uh, illustrated it. But um, see, I, I'm kind of wondering um, if there is supposed to be an actual location for this universe X. Um, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and assume that uh, that our age of X is living in universe X. But is that supposed to be just a, uh, you know, the fractured timeline is created, you know, a, a present that uh, that needs to, you know, get returned to what we think of it as? Or is there any chance that this is actually, you know, an alternate universe that we're viewing and then there will be some kind of tie over across, uh, you know, you know, cross in, um, um, just got those terms backwards, uh, with the uh, 616 universe. Because Mike Carey does say there's going to be some kind of tie into the 616 universe. Obviously, we don't know what that is yet. Now, you may have said this, and I probably missed it, but is it in every X-Men or, like, maybe four main X-Men books every month? Because the reason I ask no, is... He did say, and it's not. It's no, not? it's okay. just the two. It's 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 strictly going to be Legacy and New Mutants. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. then, okay. And those are two titles I do not currently right. get. Yeah, and it's in the only like I said, the only reason it's in New Mutants is because Zeb Wells left after the most recent arcs. So there's kind of like a fill-in period between the next creative team. So, yeah, so it, Carrie kind of had some extra bandwidth okay. to play. Yeah, exactly. That's a good. Analogy. Now, what else has Carrie done? I mean, I, I, I like I liked his work. The only thing I know him from is uh, he took over uh, for Mark Millar on Ultimate uh, Fantastic Four. 
he um, he did he's doing that um I guess the Vertigo series, the Unwritten. Is okay. it Vertigo or is it Image? Boy, the Unwritten. Know. Vertigo. Which is, yeah, which is kind of like the story of like a Harry Potter type character. It's very good. It's very well done. Okay. Um, he's also going to be doing a lot on the cross-gen relaunch um, that's coming up from Marvel. There was a there was a sneak of some of the redesign of the mutants. Have you seen that one? For, for, as, as far as Age of X goes? Yeah. As far as oh, Age yeah, of... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like. Could you name off some of them? Because I know I, there was one that was that obviously looks like ro- uh, rogue. There was one holding a rifle. I couldn't figure out who That's that was. I mean, I can give you. Gambit. Okay. We've got the uh, we've got the actual official lineup, uh, which is uh, Reaper, Revenant, Join Frenzy, Basilisk, Nightmare, Berserker, Hellion, Gambit, Cannonball, and Magneto. So uh, we know that uh, Basilisk is uh, Cyclops, and mm-hmm. uh, the others. Uh, Maybe we're not quite as sure of. Who is Simon Spurrier? He is writing Age of X Universe number one of two. I'm not familiar with his stuff. Simon Spurrier. Let me read this little blurb. There's a little description of Age of X Universe. Uh, And there came an Age of X, an age unlike any other, where there were no X-Men. Mutants were hated and feared. In that age, the remaining mutants created a stronghold, at last, a last bastion for their dying race, Fortress X. And in that age of X, when humanity vowed to see Fortress X destroyed, a team of heroes and heroines found themselves united against this terrible mutant threat. This is their epoch. And it's going to be really cool, too, because the the fortress concept is quite literal. Um, Mike Carey says that that basically there is a literal fortress at the start of the story, that the whole world has become hostile for mutants, but there's this fortress where all the surviving mutants are invited to come. Um... He says, unlike uh, Utopia, and it's odd how so many of these previous X-Men stories are kind of uh, uh, providing backstory almost uh, to what's getting ready to happen here. I mean, from from days of future past to the Utopia, you know, in this, the fortress is literally surrounded by enemies. Uh, it says the area around the fortress, quote, has been squashed flat by years of conflict, Um which emphasizes that the battle is literally right at their door, you know, in, in all ways that it can be. Do you think that's um, um, that's Doctor Doom's uh, um, home country, Latveria? Latveria. That'd be no, so I, sweet. I think it all takes place in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Hey, just as a quick aside, uh, Simon Spurrier is a British comic writer um, who's actually art director for the BBC at one point. Um, he uh, has written for uh, 2000 AD. A um, couple other things, um, as well as a number of stories uh, for Judge Dredd, as well as a lot of other stuff you would not uh, uh, recognize, probably. Now, so, now, there you go. Haven't we seen this story before? I mean, the, the mutants have always been kind of persecuted in some way, but, I mean, isn't this just kind of the same story? Yeah, to the extreme. I mean, this is where literally, like, many have been killed. Like, I think Havoc is dead, and as we saw, like, Beast has been killed, and there's a lot of a lot of uh, characters that are that are literally, you know, eliminated. Um, you know, we've seen you know prejudice, and we've seen persecution, and we've seen things like in the Days of Future Past where the Sentinels have kind of taken over and put everybody in concentration camps and things like that. Um, and then, in, like I said, in Age of Apocalypse, it's kind of it was kind of the reverse. The mutants took over, and the humans were kind of the minority. And this is this is the opposite. Okay. Well, um, anything else? Did you want to move on to Flashpoint or Russ? Um, you want to stay on the show with us for a little bit, or you need to go? Uh, I I need to bail. Okay. Oh, Russ, always a pleasure. When should when should uh, people catch Legion of Dudes? 
every Thursday. All right. There Fantastic. You go. And when should people catch uh, Speak of the Dead? Speak of the Dead? Speak of the speak Dead. Speak of the Devil? <laughs> speak of the Dead. You know, Speak Sorry, of the Dead. Sorry, I've That's got uh, Sam Raimi on my mind or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Dang, that was going to be so good, too. <laughs> pretty, pretty much when it comes out, which... <laughs> When you and Johnny get around to it? Dang it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'd apologize, but I've uh, made it my New Year's resolution to stop apologizing for things <laughs> I should apologize for. All right. Thanks for the insight, Russ. You'll be missed, You're Russ. Welcome. You're welcome, guys. Bye. All right. Always a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Hey, Russ. Now, Flashpoint. All right. Flashpoint. So now, what do you guys really think of Russ? <laughs> Russ is awesome. Russ okay. is awesome. Russ is very cool. So he's, he's one of my man crushes. At the end of the new Flash um comic issue one which came out in april which, yes yeah april 2010 yes there is a two-page and i okay i love the flash i've loved the flash since the mark wade run oh yeah mark baby. wade did some dang good things with him jeff johns of course did some amazing things with him um and i, I knew of barry allen and i like barry allen but that's so weird you know, man. i grew up West, on barry allen it was weird for me when wally west became you know it's like kyle rayner you know, there's never yeah. a point in my life where Kyle Rayner and Wally West were the Flash and the Green Lantern. <laughs> you know, Wally West was always Kid Flash who just happened to grow up. And, one of know, the very the first Flash comics I ever read was The yeah. Death of Flash in Crisis. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it, it still blows me away to this day that uh, I've actually still got those floppies. God, if I had those, so at, at the end of issue one of The Flash, uh, it... it promos this event coming up um on on page one there's five panels uh it says even the fastest man alive will run out of time uh, it shows one second on the clock second panel shows zero and somebody off screen says now third panel says the flash's world will change we see barry allen in the crime lab he's whipping open his ring but and instead of a red flash costume coming no, out don't say it it's a yellow no! Professor Zoom costume coming out. That's that's so evil. Fourth panel, uh, and their world will change with it. In the fourth panel, you see Jay Garrick, Wally West, Flash, and Bart Allen, Kid Flash, all being it looks like fried by Speed Force electricity. They don't look like they're enjoying it. The last, you know, uh, Jay Garrick in that panel looks a lot like uh, the Scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. He sure does. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> the last panel is very intriguing. It shows uh, Barry Allen. Apparently kicking the crap out of somebody in a <laughs> yeah, Batman costume. Well, it looks like he's knocking him through, through a, a brick, brick wall. wall. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean it he's fate but it looks like he's it looks like the Batman is phased through. It doesn't look like well, he's being thrown in the brock wall. It looks like he's coming well, coming through You know, that, that could be. Yeah. And, and it looks like the flash is literally up to his hips in sidewalk. Yeah. So says, uh, that makes you wonder what's going if on. If there, there is anything to be left of the past, present, and future, they must learn the secret of. And then the last, the second and final page of this preview of Flashpoint. It's a splash page with Barry Allen running towards you. Uh, lightning coming off of him is uh, dividing the rest of the page into three panels. Yeah. The top center panel is a big steel door, huge steel door with the Superman logo emblazoned in it. And it looks like a looks like the steel. Yes. Superman logo. And yes. and what is the name of the prison in um Iron Heights? Iron no, Heights. Not so I, I automatically thought that prison, Iron Heights, mm -hmm. when I saw that. And then in front of that door are four armed guards, masks and, and guns. Mm -hmm. Lower left hand corner is Wonder Woman in 
uh, one of the reviews that you, the links that you sent me, the uh-huh. guy was he he was he thought, very mistaken about. Yeah, who he this thought that was. was Wally West, Kid Flash. Uh, what? <laughs> in well, front, because in front of the, of the WW burning, in front yeah. of the Big Ben. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Big Ben is burning, and Wonder Woman is in a suit of armor. She's got a shield and a sword. Yes. And in the bottom right hand corner, looks like a bat shield. Is Batman in in a flooded Paris uh, with red eyes drawn okay. very much in the style of the Red Rain Elseworlds okay. uh, Dracula Batman stories. Son of a gun, I never read that. So, and don't forget the White Lantern ring. Yes, yes, thank you. There's a White Lantern ring on a on a hand, uh, on a hand with a white with a glove. glove. On it. So, um, back in. To, let's see. Back in 1999, okay. there was a three-issue Elseworlds story called Flashpoint. Yes. Now I picked up two of these issues at a con a couple months ago. They didn't have the third one. I read Aww. the two, and uh, I still haven't read the third one. But I recently ordered all three of them from mycomicshop.com. Very good. Um, Flashpoint. It was an Elseworlds story which focused on the concept that involved Wally West uncovering something called the flashpoint which was a device that could be an entry into the speed force in addition to other realities yes. now this this tease here but there is a catch this tease here shows other realities you've got the red rain batman okay dracula batman thing going on interesting you've got obviously a militaristic or something okay superman you've got some place where london is on fire and and wonder woman is you know in armor um let's see other realities. Of course, this is that miniseries. Uh, Vandal Savage tries to overtake the device for his own purposes, including, but not limited to, a weird plot involving around the JFK assassination. That The reason this is relevant is the, what I read earlier here. Uh, words from this, this teaser. If there's anything to be left of the past, present, and future, they must learn the secret of the flashpoint. So, I'm... Jeff Johns, we all know, is really good at mining DC history mm-hmm. to continue and to build on stories. You know, Necron, yeah, was the bad, the big bad in in Blackest Night. And how many years ago did he first appear? Oh my god, long time ago, right? Black Hand was, uh, was in ago. was in Rebirth, but he was a mi- he was a minor character, but introduced and something that would eventually become very important yeah. in uh, in Blackest Night. So I think. Uh, by the way, the, the miniseries was written by Pat McGreal and drawn by the wonderful Norm Brayfogle. Really good art in that. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that this series has something to do with... I'm sorry, this new Flashpoint event. I'm convinced it has something to do with the old three-issue Elseworlds has it been series. A, has it been established that those Elseworlds universes are, in fact, part of the 52? Some of them have. Okay. And the, some of them have not. Like okay. uh, the Red Rain Dracula yeah. Batman world, that is one of them. Yes. Uh, that's why I was asking. I don't know if all of them have been assigned a universal serial code or No, they, they, they've left most of them just An kind of blank. Um, it might have been in Countdown that there is a kind of in that back matter area they named off like about probably a third of the planets had been named off a, a third of the 52 yeah. universes and that been. was really cool and i wonder if we'll ever get a full listing i guess we never will because uh, that they, means they, they don't they, have any more room to wiggle well yeah i mean if they define them now then they're stuck yeah if they if they just leave some blank and wait for a story to develop yes i have the previews for 
uh, March with me, and I'm I'm trying to find the flash entry in the DC section to see what what's going on there as far as um you know what may be happening. Oh, by the way, in March, the Flash Omnibus by Jeff Johns, Volume One, hardcover, hundred and uh, no four. 148 pages, big hardcover for $75. Wow. Um, I totally want to buy that, but man, I'm trying to save my money Let's say, for makes Super Show. Wish, makes me wish I had $75 to just blow on something. I'm trying to find the Flash entry. Maybe it's... Well, while you this. look for the Flash entry, someone someone had mentioned on a... I'm sorry, Bill? It's okay. What? I want the cable. Oh. Patch. <laughs> Can I have the patch? Producing on air. Um... Someone had mentioned that, and you know that this relates to to this. This relates to rebirth a little bit. Flash rebirth. Uh, someone had mentioned, and I forgot if I read it or heard it, that you know if you look at Jeff Johns' history, especially with something like uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, um, there were elements laid in there that didn't play out until later yep. in Sinestro Core Wars and in Blackest Night and all that stuff. So a lot of people have, or this person theorized that, like, well, if he's doing the same thing for Flash Rebirth, which I, I think got a mixed review, not a lot of people loved it. It was okay. You know? I recently reread all six, like, uh-huh. the other day. It's a much better read when you read all six at once. Really? And the the, the Professor Zoom, the reverse Flash, mm-hmm. is just a fascinating character. So the theory is that, you know, there were elements in that story, in Flash Rebirth, that will make its way into Flashpoint, that will make flash rebirth a much better story i i it wouldn't surprise me at all i mean it, it just wouldn't surprise me um you know we all know that the flash has been shipping late you know i, I don't know why who's the creative team on it jeff johns mm-hmm. yeah. and francis manipul and i'm not a fan of francis manipul's art at all yeah uh, his I art was a lot different when he showed up on legion of superheroes yeah. with uh life saves inks and now that he's He's basically penciling his own stuff. It feels a lot like what Tyler Kirkham was doing on Ultimate Fantastic Four a few years ago. Um, it just has not looked to me. Um, I, I'm not willing to tell Jeff Johns that he's wrong. Yeah. I, I think Francis Manipul's work is really, really cool. I don't think it's necessarily. You know, it doesn't to me feel like a perfect fit for the Flash. Yeah, so. I, I don't now, think so. Either. I mean, Jeff Johns said that he wanted Manipul's very kind of bright uh, you know kind of almost cheery artwork he he wanted um he didn't want the artwork to be heavy right and he certainly doesn't have that with manipul so he's getting that out of him yeah it's yeah. very watercolory it's very cartoony yeah i mean it's kind of like uh, uh george lucas you know on the the first three episodes of the star wars thing you know whether you like it or not uh george, george lewis clearly got what he was wanting out of those movies the performances mm-hmm. and the effects and all that so you know it, it's something that john's you know, being the chief uh, creative officer of DC, he certainly has the pull to say, hey, Francis, you're doing exactly what I want or it's not working. So, you know, he's clearly happy with uh, he's getting what he wants out of Fran. So um, so good for you, Francis. This one. Yeah. Um, in March, Flash number 11 ships. Uh, we've we've just uh, got Flash number eight. Yes. Uh, which is titled the reverse Flash rebirth. It's all about the. The origin of, hey, of um, Reverse Flash, and it's really way, cool. It ties in, you know, with the fact that Professor Zoom changed a lot of things in in Flash's past. Yes, it's really cool. Well, it's just, it's an that's an amazing issue. I, I don't know yeah. if it's my favorite issue of the eight so far. It is probably um, because mine. it's been really cool. But it's I think it's the best 
of the eight so yeah. far. It may not be your favorite, right. but it is the best. And it is, uh, oddly enough, um, I wonder if there's if there was a conscious decision to do this. You know, as Francis Manipal does not draw issue number eight. That is Scott Collins. Yeah. And Scott Collins does do very heavy, very emotional, very powerful, dramatic artwork with eyes bulging and veins and teeth gritting and um collins did number seven oh also. he did seven also the, uh, okay the captain boomerang i did not issue. realize that um, um collins was big time on ah. most of on most of uh jeff john's flash run okay he did, I said, he did, I did, he did like that. the first half of it at least okay you, you said you had a theory just had a theory i was what? really looking at this page and i'm referring to the one where flash is fighting batman and batman's yeah. phasing through yes well, flash can like phase flash is too Flash can phase. What if that's Batman? What if that's Bruce Wayne in the Flash costume? No. And that's Barry oh. Allen in the Batman uniform Very for some nice. reason. Very nice. Because or, Batman's obviously phasing. Or you know, Barry I like it. That's Barry nice. and Wally or something like that? Maybe. That's a crazy concept there, Frank. Flash number 11 ships in March. It's um, under the banner Road to Flashpoint. I think it's... Okay. It's finishing up a story that will start with issue number nine, uh, including a, a new character called Hot Pursuit, which I believe is from the 25th century. Okay. Now, do the previews uh, suggest that this is going to be uh, self-contained? or is it, uh, is it Flashpoint? Yeah. I mean, is it, there's going to be a Flashpoint miniseries. It's not happening in the Flash issues. I, I don't, proper, are they? I don't know that at all. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I know that after Flashpoint, we're supposed to get a second Flash title, which deals okay. with Wally West and Jay Garrick. And, and Is that the Flash family? Something like that. Okay. You know, like John said he it's, wanted to... like Flash core. John said basically. he wanted to... Like, he, yeah. you know, he, his goal with Green Lantern was to rebuild him and then expand it with the family. Radio. And that's what he wants to do with the Flash, too. Yeah. I'm, well, as a Flash fan, I'm really excited about it. I've always thought it's amazing that a guy with one power can have hundreds and hundreds of comics written about him and how he can still be so sweet. Oh, but apparently there are more powers to be discovered as we find out from Professor Zoom at the end of issue number eight. Yeah. Well, I mean, time traveling is obviously one of them. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, if you think about it, that is is a huge power because you can alter history as Reverse Flash did and killing Barry Allen's father. And and we do think that... uh, we Mother. do think that, oh, it's time. Right. We do think that Flashpoint is certainly going to be about time, if not some kind of time mm-hmm. war or something. Uh, because as Jeff Johns has said before, it's not a secret, but he equates Green Lantern with space. He equates the Flash with time. So you know that might be as good a clue as to what he's thinking of as anything we've got now. As was is, established in Flash Rebirth, yes, Professor Zoom's negative speed force. You know, mm-hmm. can't exist without Barry Allen's positive speed force. Well, don't one of the last things that he says right here is... Um, now, that's kind of contradictory to what we read in Flash 8, isn't this it? This is Flash 8 that I'm looking at. Oh, okay. No, it's not at all. Um, as much as Professor Thawne resents Barry Allen for all his perceived weakness as an idol he once looked up to, he cannot erase him from history. Though the reverse Flash's powers go far beyond speed... They still need to come from somewhere, and they do. They exist because Barry Allen exists. Without Barry Allen, Professor Thon's own life would unravel. Without the speed force, the negative speed force would never exist. The reverse flash would never have the opportunity to discover what other powers it can provide him beyond speed, and there are many to discover. So apparently some crazy stuff's going to happen. So just based on what you just said, boy, doesn't that sound like the monitor-anti-monitor 
conundrum. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one can't got, exist without the other. One can't exist without the other. I think that's really cool. It's crazy it paradox. Works for me. Okay. Well, guys, if we're going to stay on track, <sighs> it's about time for a tweet, isn't it? Yeah, All right. If you got go it, play it. it. Feels like a dance party every week in here. Sure does. Bill's audio Twitter. I knew a guy nicknamed the Flash in high school. And of course, he was arrested for public indecency. <laughs> Bill's back, baby. Bill's back. Nice. I like it. I like it. Hey right, guys, nice I don't have a prepared boilerplate, so I got it. Got it right here. Guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. The new half hour wasted on time and all that stuff. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> you give me some back music or yeah, should I just I'm go? Looking, I'm looking just for it. Just wait for right that. Here. Just wait for my back. Uh, thank you for listening to a half hour wasted. Proud member of the HHW LOD podcast network. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com. Check out our blogs, photos, and more. And don't forget to visit the new message board at forumforgeeks.com. Send your questions, comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at brad, frank, or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Follow us at Twitter at halfhourwasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes out every Thursday on the same feed. Check out the Walking Dead TV podcast and keep your eye out for Media Minutes. Visit our sponsor, DCB Service. And remember, till next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm Bill. This is Zoe. That makes you cool. <laughs> we'll see you next week and on... Say it, Zoe. Half and hour we'll see you next week on halfhourhosted.com. <laughs> <laughs> Night, nice. guys. This is a bucket. That's a good use of an hour of my time.